millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, guys, to a very special edition of Born Offside. Kat joins me on the couch, which is always, of course, a special guest, but you're not the most special today. And I'm okay with on that. On the couch, and you're okay with that because we are joined by <laughs> Tass Evgenio. Now, Kat, Tass, when I've gone to introduce you today, I thought, I don't know how I'm going to introduce you to everyone, right? I know Tass. We actually had a question today on the pod. We, everyone's been reading the I love haircuts. that you got a question about this. I had a question today from a fan of the pod asking me where I get my haircut. I get my haircut at Theo's Barbershop, right? So do I. Now, that is where I know Tass from because Tass comes in, we chat football, neither of us leave, it goes for hours. Today, we're not going to go for hours, no. but we're going to talk a little bit about Australian football, its history, and hopefully its bright future. Tass, yes. thanks for joining us. Sydney Thank Olympic you. Big fan, football encyclopedia, some would say. You brought the football Bible with you. Why would you say you're one of the top football personalities in Australia? I'd say because I was just born into football. Right. I mean, football is everything. You right. know, um, my dad... I mean, he came here in 1960. From 1962, he started following Sydney Olympic. Wow. Actually, back then it was Palinenic. All right. Then it turned into Sydney Olympic. But mm. uh, since then, and it's just followed through. You know, football is in the blood. Yeah. It's in the, it's, you know, you European know, blood. You know, I, play, I played four years of my youth football from 13 to 16 at Sydney Olympic. And then I left and I went and played Marconi. I played for some other clubs. But I spent a bit of time at that club and I saw how much it meant to the community, as they all do those clubs. I wanted you to just give people insight. A lot of our audience here on Born Offside, we've got a lot of football fans, thousands of football fans. A lot of them are younger skewed. Some of these guys never saw the NSL. A lot of these guys don't remember the NSL, don't remember those clubs being at the height of Australian football. We know how important Sydney Olympic is to you, but just for those thousands of football fans around Australia who have this affinity for the member federation clubs, like your Olympics, your Marconi's in Sydney, your South Melbourne's, your Adelaide cities, these massive clubs with so much history, why are they so important to those communities? Well, you mentioned it before, off mm. air. Uh, they, they're the foundation clubs. Right. These are the clubs that are ethnic background, of mm. course. Um, the ethnics back in the 50s and 60s um, reduced these clubs. Yeah. Um, obviously, South Melbourne being a huge club in, uh, in, in Melbourne. And then, of course, Sydney Olympic here in uh, Sydney. And then, of course, the Croatians, uh, mm. the Italians, you know, the Serbians yeah, um, yeah. and so forth. Um, for me, it's... Look, it's the it's it's more the ethnic right uh, that brought football to Australia. Right, I mean they only knew rugby league, they didn't really they I mean they played football, Johnny Warrens, all those guys, but it more started to become big in Australia in the sixties, mm. and that's when NSL was formed, and obviously it's the foundation to now the A League. Can I ask yeah, what's yeah. your earliest football memory? Earliest would be when I was about I'd say twelve years old. Um, and that was at Wentworth Park when Sydney Olympic played actually back then Sydney City, which was Sydney Hokkawa. They played at Wentworth Park, huh? Yeah. Wentworth Sydney Olympic Park. never have a home. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> we are the gypsies. Proper of the gypsies of the league. Yeah, we are the gypsy of the league. We, we, we travel. We travel. We go everywhere. It's, yeah. it's Belmore though these days. Now, at the moment right? it's yeah. Belmore. Okay. Yes, it is. It's Belmore now. But yeah, back then it was at Wentworth Park and I was 12 years old. Mm. I used to go with my dad all the time. Yeah. So my dad always took me and uh, yeah, I, I, that, that was my memory and mm. that's when I've, Fell in love with football. Mm. I just thought, gee, you know what? 
I like this sport. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of passion. The mm. fans are passionate. Yeah. Um, they believe in their club. Um, there's a lot of history. Yeah. And so forth. Yeah. It's really good. You know what? I wanted to chat to you about, um, I guess, the, the history of Australian football because you did mention that in the 50s and 60s, Olympic, I believe, 1958. 57. 57. Yep. Before Sydney United, huh? You got in there before Sydney United. <laughs> right, <laughs> Sydney United, 58. Uh, but 50s, a lot of these clubs came up. Football was around before that. It was blocked. And Simon Hill, actually, yes. big, big commentator, mm. introduced me to a book which was written about the name of uh, Aussie rules football. Mm-hmm. AFL yeah. and how that was changed to be called football so that people would stop playing European football in a time of warfare and a lot of tension with ethnic communities so they, they tried to position AFL as the Australian game and if you're not playing that you're un-Australian that's a whole other story do you think there is still an agenda especially by mainstream media against football there is okay I look I mean and I don't want to get too political but I got to say that uh, the NRL for yeah. example yeah. Uh, still holds you know, the, the most popular sport mm. in Australia. Mm. I mean, you can just see it. Mm. You know, when it kicks off a month in advance, the they're advertising it, yeah. they're, they're, yeah. they're marketing it, they're, they're promoting it. Mm. I mean, we've got a Women's World Cup That's amazing, in a matter of it? three months. Yeah. And I don't see anything promoted. Mm. I mean, you know, this is a Women's World Cup mm. and it's, it's huge. huge. Yeah. So why aren't we not promoting it? Why uh-huh. isn't it on billboards? Yeah. You go around, you see, you don't see anything. Mm. You know, all I see is, in, you know, the NRL or yeah. the AFL in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think the cricket, that's yeah. another one. Mm. So the, I suppose the tradition in Australia is that football always has this ethnic wog. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'll use that no, word. No, of course not. Sheila's but Wogs and Poofters was the book right. that was written, that, right? By Johnny yeah. Warren. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's why. So we have that, you know, that, that we're like foreigners. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up in the 80s at school, you know, we'd want to play football. Mm. I mean, they call it soccer. It's mm. not soccer. Mm. It's football. Yeah. But, you know, when we played it, it was always ethnic kids, mm. you know, yeah. with the Greek, the Italian, whatever. Mm. And the Aussies would always say, oh, look, you know, why are you playing wogball? Yeah. And that's how it was. Yeah. So we were known as the wogball. Yeah, right. And then, you know, the rugby league was known as the rugby league and then obviously the cricket. So it was very hard yeah. in the 80s growing yeah. up yeah. to try and keep football alive in, yeah. in this country. Yeah. It's so true though, right, that for the time, the period that you're talking about, I guess we, we're quite lucky to have grown up in the Johnny Warren, Les Murray era where we kind of saw like the likes of SBS and what they did for the world mm. game. And we we still can see that struggle with mainstream. You know, I'm a big NRL fan. And mm. whenever March comes around, I always have that struggle of what do I watch on a Saturday That's night? Right. Yeah. I'm now torn between the fact that the NRL is so accessible That's and right. easy to watch. Yeah. And then obviously my love of football and yeah. waking up at two in the morning, it's things like that. Yeah. But it's, it's a time, I guess, we can almost take for granted how yeah. we do have that access to the game. Then and to the world To the world game well, where you, yeah. I sp- it was a lot harder to follow the game Absolute. back then. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the sponsorships. Yeah. I've got to tell you. Yeah. You watch how big, you know, NRL, um, you know, AFL, they're big sponsorships. And the TV rights. The TV yeah, rights. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you know, the A-League seems to be something that's, oh, okay, we've got nothing else on. We'll put the A-League on. Mm. And, you know, Fox Fox Sports mm. you know, obviously don't want, you know, the A-League it's, anymore. It's a case of what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Because if, right. The, if the numbers are there, no one wants to invest in it. But if you invest in it because maybe at a government level there's yeah. interest, then the numbers will be there. So it's it's a bit of chicken or egg with football. You spoke about the ethnic minorities and how much football meant and how these clubs gave them a platform. However, then you talk about how football is seen as a war game yep. or an outsider game. Absolutely. How do we come over that? For a lot of people... The A-League was the answer because you get rid of the ethnicity Correct. attachment to clubs. Yeah. So as a loyal Sydney Olympic fan, and, and of course you have great memories of the NSL, was the A-League the right move? 
I think it was. Okay. Only because I believe that Sydney then wasn't divided. Okay. So then you had your Sydney people following Sydney FC. And they were divided in 2012. Yeah. Before <laughs> yeah. it was divided by yeah. 12 clubs. Yeah. yeah. You know, you had the Croatians, you had yeah. the, you know, yeah. the Greeks, the Italians, whatever. But, you know, so I suppose it was a good reuniting thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, it took the fact that, you know, I'm Greek and I'll go for the Greek team and I'm Italian and I'll go for the it's Italian team. It's not a World team. Cup. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not a World Cup. Well, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I'll even tell you, a guy named, um, I think his name was uh, something Hill. Mm. He actually took the ethnic thing out of the game. Yeah. He actually banned people from uh, bringing in Greek flags, Croatian yeah. flags, Italian flags. Right. He said, guys, we are in Australia. We're one nation. Mm. We've got clubs. And those clubs are Australian-based clubs. Yeah. And there shouldn't have to be nationalities. Yeah. And there shouldn't have to be these rivalries. Yeah. Like the Macedonians and the Greeks or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So he, he tried to take that out of it mm. by saying, guys, let's, let's, you know, we're in Australia. Mm. We're not in Greece or we're not in Italy. Um, when you go to a game, you watch and, pl and sorry, you support Sydney Olympic, mm. and that's who you're supporting, not yeah. Greece, not the Greek. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly. a national team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a delicate balance, but it sounds like we might be moving towards it mm. with the national second division. The A League will continue to exist. Hopefully, all things going well. You know, it's moved to Paramount and Ten, and the APL has been established, and it seems like we have some stability and some yep. more control over our game. Definitely. Now it's paved the way for this national second division. This gets people very excited, Tass, because this is where we feel like the old school and the new school come together. My dad, same thing. My yep. dad tells me stories of the glory days and Marconi and this and that and the players that came from Marconi versus Apia and blah, 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 blah. Now we finally feel like we're going to have that. 23 clubs were announced. And, yep. and, and these are the final 23. Um, and then they believe that this is going to be cut down to 14 or 16. We're talking Brunswick, Avondale, Bentley Greens, Heidelberg, Melbourne Knights, big club, South Melbourne, Sydney Olympic, Marconi, Adelaide City, South Hobart. would be great to see Tasmania mm. join mainstream football. Uh, and we've got Canberra, Croatia as well. Uh, lots of teams from around Brisbane City, Gold Coast United, former A-League team, right? So it'll be an incredible league if this does get established. Are you excited for this? As a Sydney Olympic fan, does this breathe new life into yes, your I club? Yes, I am, because yeah. I'll tell you why. Now, let's go back to Frank Lowy. Right. Now, Frank Lowy obviously was an NSL. Mm. I mean, he owned Sydney City. Yeah. Oh, Hakawa, it was mm. back known mm. then. And obviously, he, he folded NSL. It wasn't going anywhere. Mm. It wasn't. He wanted to make it a more lively, more you know, glamour sort yeah. of competition. So yeah. he went into the A-League. But what he did, he forgot about the clubs. Left the started. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Sydney Olympic, for example, you know, South Melbourne, you know, Sydney, Croatia, uh, Marconi. Mm. So he left all them behind. Mm. And I just think that the one thing he did wrong was he should have done it in a way where he should have given opportunities to these clubs mm. that have been around since the 1960s yeah. to give them the window to come in and say, oh, look, guys, you can all come in and then we'll do this. You know, relegating yeah. system yeah. where you, you know, your, your top 15 teams qualify, mm. your others drop into Division 2. Yeah. Uh, but he never gave that opportunity. Yeah. And mm. so for for me, A-League, it's okay. Yeah. But there's no competition, yeah. you know, because it's the same teams every year. Right. No matter if you come last or if you come first. Nothing happens. You're in you. there next year. Yeah. So relegation and promotion is so important. Absolutely. Mm. It is so important because it's a competition at the end of the day. Mm. And you should never feel like your position is... Confirmed, yeah, that's right. and yeah. solidified. I do still think we're a long way away from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you when you deep dig deeper into the A League franchises and how they're made, and like to get a club owner to sign the fact that their franchise could be relegated, yeah. what they have to do is establish this second division, prove that it makes money, yeah. and then you'll get the owner. So there's to sign no up. fear. There's, there's no obviously fear. a fear because a team doesn't want to drop, but yes. they need to know that they can survive in exactly. that second league. And yeah. in England, or a lot of top European leagues, when you get relegated, you get relegated with what they call a parachute payment as well. So they yeah. look after you on the way down, Correct. so that you have everything to come back. 
there you go. Right. right, so this is what Australian football will hopefully important have. important context as well, I think, for yes. people to understand why it's not just an overnight decision. That's exactly. Right. It's going to take a long time. What I'm excited for is that the A-League is expanding. And again, inside conversation, the A-League is expanding in the next two years. There are two new clubs. Yeah, coming. and in the women's too, exactly. In the women's, women's well, team, yeah. yeah. Right, and in the, in the men's, it looks like we're going to have a national second division and an A-League, which could mean 30 professional clubs in Australia. Amazing. All with youth academies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So it's going to end up in three times the professional footballers that we had at the start of the A-League. Unreal. Yep. And that makes a big difference for everyone right. involved. Now, Just one thing too, I'll just add to that. Yeah. That the way that football, and I call it football, mm. um, the way the competition they 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 they're doing it off the back of the uh, NRL, yeah, right. Where they they go into what we call the champions or the major or, mm. or the minor mm. premiers, mm. but then they go into this playoff. For me, doesn't belong that's in football. League. Doesn't yeah. belong in football. Okay, no. but, should be. But like then, the it, then it kind of works in the MLS in America, though. It does. Uh, see, this is the thing. We 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 tend to follow. Okay. Should be for me. We should follow what England does. Okay. Yeah. I believe the EP, the APL is probably sorry the EPL. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the best league in the world, mm. and I think their system is the the best system. But like you said before, we need more clubs. Mm. We need more money behind it. Mm. We need more major sponsors. Yeah. In order to survive, uh, a lot of these clubs, even if they go into the second division next year. They need some money behind. It's a lot of money. Yeah. They're going to need a lot of money. A, they're asking for massive. They're going to have to travel result. to Melbourne. Yeah, it's a every lot. second week or yeah. travel to Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're talking Tasmania. I didn't even yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah, they're in there. You know. Yeah. You know what we need? What do we need? Sheikh Mohammed bin Hamam. <laughs> we, we need a Saudi Arabian sheikh with billions That's of dollars that That's wants to invest in Australian football. There's got to be need. one that wants to. Because we have everything. They seem to splash their money in England. Mate, we, we have everything that it takes. Beautiful country, we beautiful don't. landscape. The clubs would be great. The clubs are already there. I everyone. would like to know if anyone's trying to make that happen. Just get a guy with a lot of cash to come here. Let's do it. I don't mind if it's a super league. They're making, Let's go rogue. They're making you know what I mean? We just need money, mate. That's all that we're missing. Everything yeah. else, the ideas are there. We just the other, need the money to execute. The other thing I, need, I think mm. yep. is marquee players. Yeah. You, you, you like need, the marquee? I absolutely. I mean, Del Piero. But how do we compete? No, you're, you're right, though, because the marquee is also what encourages investment Correct. from overseas. How are Correct. you going to compete on a marquee when you're now competing with the Saudi Pro League, which can go sign Cristiano Ronaldo? Well, that's true. You know that's what I mean? true. That's and where the, the money is flashed. Yep. And the Chinese Super yep. League, which now has died off a little bit. It's tough. But I've got to say this, right? Mm. Del Piero, yeah. when he was here for two years, yeah. I actually went out to dinner with him. Yeah. Um, and I had a chat to him. He said the lifestyle in Australia yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. He says you only play a weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He says you, you have you know, the rest of the week off. Yeah, you have the rest of the week off. You yeah. go to training four days a week. Mm. You know, you can Life play on a good. Saturday night. Yeah. Sunday you can go to the beach. Yeah. He says no one Europe, bothers you. Yeah. In Europe, we never did anything. Yeah. We played yeah. eight months of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Here, you only play four or five months. And yeah. Then yeah. You rest. It's a pretty good lifestyle. So what you're saying is the camp we 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 have this tourism Australia correct. campaign yes. correct. that is targeted at the marquee player. We sell the lifestyle. We sell we the, the lifestyle. Exactly. They we love our lifestyle. We can sell it to the Saudis as well. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Sell it to the Saudis. Now, you we know should. what? I love that he mentioned that he had dinner with Alessandro yeah, Del Piero. Because, because, Kat, who's the most famous person you've ever hung out with? Probably you, Cords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's been flattering good. me. She's oh, been flattering yeah, me I can today. see it. I can she's see it. She's been flattering me today. She's good. She's very good. She's very good at selling the dream. Sass, you have hung out with a lot of well-known people in the football industry. Before we talk about some of the names and you show us some of the things you brought in, guys, if, you, if you're listening to the pod and aren't jumping on the YouTube, make sure you jump on the YouTube because Tass has brought some awesome stuff yeah, in you've got to, to see the this studio stuff. today. You're going to have to see. Tass, how do you know everyone in football? Why? Where why did it you, start? Why, why are you like, okay. oh, on the weekend I caught up with uh, yeah, Maradona? You know what yeah. I mean? Why does yeah. that happen? Okay. Why that happens? I mean, i got to tell you. You know, it's it's hanging out with the right people. Okay. Um, and I did that from day dot. Yeah. So as a 10-year-old, 
I just made it a thing. Yeah. At the end of the game, I'd hang around. Okay. I always used to hang around. Right. Dad always used to say to me, come on, let's go, let's go. No, 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 Dad, I want to see the players. I want to talk to the players. Mm -hmm. So it just started from there. Okay. You know, and I suppose I, I was like a reporter. You yeah. know, I'd go up to them, ask them questions, you know, take photos, do this, do that. And then, of course, they started to know me. Mm. Mm. Uh, it got to a point where I, at a 15-year-old, I used to go out, you know, holding the player's hand. Yeah. Going out mascot, into the field, yeah. yeah, as a mascot, and and then of course going into the dressing rooms and and hearing what you know coaches were saying. I used to sit on the side, watch them. They used to tell me, "Be quiet, Tess. Don't talk. Yeah, yeah. Just listen." It's okay, yeah, yeah, very yeah. hard for me to do, but yeah, I'll do it. I can imagine. Yeah, but anyway, and uh, so it started from that, and then of course I got very close to Johnny Warren. Now okay. Johnny Warren, to me, is Australian football. Yeah, for me, he's the icon of what mm. this game's all about mm. here in Australia, and the the thing about him is Australian born. But yet he had this ethnic thing in him. Mm. He loved football, mm. you know. And for me, he, we got on well. He um, proves that you don't have to be that's yeah. right. an ethnic to, to, no. to get to love the game. To feel to love the game. This is an Australian game yeah. as much as it's anyone that's else's right. game. That's but right. yeah, sorry. Continue. And no, no, that's okay. And then you've got, say, Johnny Warren, you know, he used to say to me, he used to say, Tass, I love your passion. Mm. And I suppose that's what happened. Mm. Mm. A lot of people love, they just say, Tass, we love your passion. Yeah. You love this game. Yeah. And I do. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, I, I, I embraced it that way. And then I started, you know, with my skills of real estate, started to get contacts, and then I got really involved in football. Mm. Um, I get invited to a lot of things. I go to functions. I go here. Well, I go you know there. what, Kat? We were doing the show for SBS. Mm. And when I went in to do a live match, I'll go in. Who's sitting there? Tass from the barbershop. I hanging out with Bozza, Foz. You were there for all the World Cup games I was, as well. Yes, yes, I got invited. Yes, yeah. yes, That's yes, incredible. Yes, I got did invited you, to a lot Did of you those. never want to work in it specifically? I suppose I did. Yeah. There's always a, a, always a, a thing there, you, yeah. a part of me that wants to be there. But I suppose real estate is, is my field. Yeah. And I've been doing it for 30 years. But, you know, football, I think, is more of a hobby. Yeah. Mm. And it's my Maybe hobby. that way. Yeah. Maybe I, it doesn't I destroy your love as well. You know? I, I think mean, there's something yeah. really nice about being so involved, but also having a career that was Absolutely. a slight contrast Because then that. your decisions come from passion, not from the dollar sign. That's exactly well. right. Yeah. It's passion. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, like yesterday, for example, my wife says, uh, where are you going today? I said, I'm going to a game. She says, why are you going now at 11 o'clock? <laughs> the game kicks off at 4.30. I said, mm. oh, no, no, I've got to watch the 20s and I've got to watch first grade. I love right. that. So that's right. what I'm like. That's yeah. awesome. You know, I want to watch what's new. Yeah. I want to see these new kids coming and yeah. I love grassroots of football amazing and I think in Australia we probably have the most participating sport is football yeah. it is yeah. but unfortunately we lose it to rugby league yeah. we lose it to cricket we lose it to other things and we're not embracing it to keep it going mm. um, the Sutherland Shy for example I believe they've got the most registered player in the, in the country yeah. in the country yeah. so for me you know that's that's what's what what is missing mm. we're, we're not embracing it and saying to the boys and, the, and to the girls to, you know that football in Australia is big, yeah, mm. and you can make a career out of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And 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 you know, I always do tell people now from from my point of view as well, you can make a career out of it. And I'm sure Kat can vouch for this as well in so many ways. Yeah, you know, I, I always thought my career would be playing. Yeah, and then it didn't work out. That's and right. you know, you get a hip replacement, you do whatever. Everyone's got stories. Everyone's done busted knees, or some people are just not good enough, of course. But then you find out that there's so many avenues in the world of football, whether it is to make it your career or to have incredible life experiences like you, Tass. Who's the most famous person you've ever hung out with? Oh, look, Pele. Yeah. I mean, Pele for me. When did you meet Pele? Pele, I met Pele back in 1991 right. when he did his Pele albums. Okay. Um, he came out to launch them. And of course, through Johnny Warren, because I knew Johnny Warren, okay. he said, Tass, do you want to meet him? Do you want to get the book signed? I said, yes. 
So obviously I met him and you had to think about it. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the guy's think... a gentleman. Yeah. I mean now obviously he's in heaven, but mm. the guy's an absolute gentleman. Mm. Um you know, gave time to you, you know, you know, I mean he's a Would he's you speak he spoke English well? Yeah. yeah. Look, his English was broken. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if you talk to him, oh. you know, I mean, look, he asked me questions like, what do you do for a living? Yeah. I said, I'm a real estate agent. I think yeah. that alone you know? says a lot. Yeah. It? Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. that type. He's a people's person. Yeah. Uh, Maradona, on the other hand, different. Yeah. Completely different. <laughs> Arrogant. Really? Know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You really? Couldn't get, oh, you couldn't get five words out of him. Right. You know, but is look that at just you. the life that he lived where like he had How this superstardom? His English was no good at all. Okay, no. that doesn't so help, he, does he, it? Yeah, so so that that barrier that, was yeah, hard. That barrier. But but with Maradona, for example, um, his manager would tell me, you know, when I met him, he said, just don't touch him. He doesn't <laughs> like people touching him. Fair enough. So you know, when you take a photo, and I'm very touchy. <laughs> that's why I say you have hold that cat over there. Yeah, that's oh. why. That's why you stay over there. there. <laughs> stay there, cat. But you know, I'm a very touchy person, as you can see. My hands yeah. are going everywhere. But. You know, and I remember the manager, you know, preparing us before he came downstairs from the hotel. He said, look, when you meet Maradona, when you take a photo with him, don't put your hand around his shoulder. Don't okay. do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. The shit. Yeah. What do you do? Hmm. Anyway. But, you know, he's that type of person. Yeah. But the stories know. I heard, Maradona was quite touchy. Yeah. With the right person. Well, that's the right that's person. That's exactly right. Uh, may he rest in peace. He's one of my favorite people to ever do anything because Maradona for me just encapsulates the superstar. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. But if you could choose to have a night out with one of them, Maradona or Pele, I think I know you'd have a night out with. I'd probably do. I'd say. I'd say Pele. Really? I'd say Pele. Only oh, I think it'd of, be a far more wholesome. Yeah, you have a better yeah, conversation. Yeah, like you wouldn't remember your night out with Maradona. You know, you know, you know, we had a great night out with Maradona, and I'm not going to tell the story because it's his story to tell. But we had a, we had a good chat about it. Robbie Slater. Robbie Slater. Robbie Slater oh, had a great night. What do you mean? He's got his shirt. Yes, exactly. He's got his shirt. Exactly. Right. And I was there. Right. In 1993. I was there. I was wow. there. Yeah. I was near the tunnel, and I saw it as he went as he went back to the dressing room after the game. Paul Wade yep. went up to him. You can read this in his yep. book. Yep. Paul Wade went up to him and said, uh, can I have your shirt? And he said, no. No, it's reserved Maradona for said, yep. him. He said he went into the dressing room. I read the book. Yeah. So Robbie Slater's book. He went into the dressing room and he asked mm. this redheaded guy, yeah. <laughs> can you tell him to come and see me? Amazing. So obviously he reckons a manager of, of Argentina went in and said, who's Robbie Slater? Who's the redhead? Yeah, you. Yeah. Maradona wants to see you. He said, me? Maradona wants to see me. Yeah. Said, yeah, Maradona wants to see you. So he went in there and said, here, take my shirt. Amazing. I think you're the greatest player Incredible. that I come up against. Incredible. So, wow. That's how that's Maradona was. That's just so cool. Crazy. I remember Robbie touching on the story slightly yeah. when he came in here. Yeah. But I can't imagine. Oh, no, it'd be amazing. Absolutely. It'd be amazing. So you, you met the two kings of football. I think so, yes. You now, in the modern generation, you've got Lionel Messi, you've got Cristiano Ronaldo. I've do met you, them. Do you, you met them both? I've met them. So yeah. you met every king of football? I've met everyone. Okay, fantastic. Look, how were they? How were were they? Messi, look, I've got to tell you, Messi only now in the last couple of when years, he was very Messi? shy. Back in 2007. Where? In Melbourne. When they came oh, here and when played. Argentina came Correct. Here. When they played. Of course. Against okay. Australia. And he had the mop. Yes. Yeah, yes. right. He was yeah, very shy. Iconic yeah. mop. He wasn't, the, he wasn't the Messi that he is today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was a very shy, mm. you know, his head down, mm. you know. Um, and when I met him at the hotel, it was only five minutes, but when I met him there, five very shy. Five minutes more than most people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I took a photo, got him to sign a couple of things, but, you know, just a shy sort of person. Mm. Today, he's not like it that. It doesn't seem like No, that, he's it? more out there And Cristiano Ronaldo, when, when he was in Melbourne as well? Yeah, 2015. With yes. With Madrid. Well, there's another story there. Okay. Wow. I also know... Audi Australia, which is the uh, the car company. Yes. So I know the CEO right. uh, of Audi Australia. And when um, they announced that Real Madrid, I think it was Man City and Roma, Roma yep, yep. were coming into Melbourne in 2015, th I actually rang 
you know, the CEO and I said, look, it's Tass. He said, Tass, I knew you were going to call. <laughs> I said, you're sponsoring, you know, Real Madrid, you're sponsoring this competition. I want to meet Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. He said, Tass, was that, your sec- sure. that was your second choice after Francesco Totti though, surely. Mm. Well, I met Totti him Totti number one. Totti I met him as well. <laughs> Can I tell you about? Very aggressive. Italians are very aggressive. Yeah. But anyway, we'll you go don't have right to tell Claude. Sometimes in the right way, yeah. though. They're, they're well, right? yeah. They, hey? they, I mean, I'm married to one, but. Ah, oh, there you go. You know what you I'm know? talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah. in the right yeah. way. There's a yes. shotgun. There's a shotgun to your head. But anyway, that's all right. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But the thing is with, uh, with Cristiano Ronaldo, so obviously they said, look, Tass, we'll fly you to Melbourne. We need you to do, and I've got this. I had, I think, 71,000 views on it. We need you to do a promo. Okay. And what we want you to do, and I'm not, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a Real Madrid fan. Okay. I'm a Manchester United fan. Right. But they said, Tass, we want you to be the number one Real Madrid fan in Australia. <laughs> okay. So I said, no problem. I can do it. You can play I the part. Love I love it. Play I the love part. it. So I played the part. Right. And, uh, you know, they asked me, you know, Real Madrid this, Real Madrid that. And I said, yeah, Real Madrid's the best. Yeah, I followed them all my life, whatever. <laughs> and then, of course, <laughs> after that, they said, okay, Tass, we'd like you to, you know, you come into the dressing room. So we went into the dressing room. We waited in the room. It was probably me and about seven other people. And uh, out come Cristiano Ronaldo. Right. Casually. Yeah. Just walking around. Nice went up guy. to him, had a chat. Yeah. Yeah. Very I approachable. Nice guy. I, I feel yeah. like you could have a decent conversation yeah. with him. I reckon they try to portray him in a certain way, but I reckon he's a very nice guy. Yeah, he's I very agree. good to children. Yes. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Because there was a couple of kids there and he spent a lot of time with them and That's he actually nice. went to their level, had a chat to them, signed whatever they wanted to sign. And he was just that type of That's you know, lovely. Guy. Brilliant. He's I got like a good nature that. about him. Love yeah. that. Love that. And meeting all these people doing all that, you never walk away without a piece of memorabilia or something. Absolutely. You've got a World Cup 2022 Qatar medal around your neck. Yes, I do. At the moment. Now, now just to clarify. If you didn't he know, he played for Argentina yeah. just recently. <laughs> just no, in I case didn't. you're wondering, he hasn't rolled Paredes on the plane home or something. It's, not, it's, it's an official replica, okay? Yeah, it uh, is a replica. It looks fantastic. Yep. You've also brought a few things with you. I what, did. What have you, there was something special you had over there. that I, oh, I said look, I didn't want to see it until... No, 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 no. But I'll show you this. You've got I something mean, this very, is very special. special. And it's... Oops. There you go. But don't drop it. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's sealed though. Yeah. Now the this, one that I want to see is sealed. This, yeah, one. this one here. This one. Now this is a Diego Maradona player edition. Wow. So it's a player edition. So he never wore it, but it's a player's. But it edition. was made for the players. For the players. Look at that. Look at you. And How in they fifteen, that? In I was going to say years, the same thing. That I've material. Never, I've never taken it out of its packet. Never. It's never come out Where'd of its packet. Where'd you get this from? Look. I mean, there's ways that I get things. Okay. Right? I don't want to know. So, yeah, there's ways I get things. I have a lot of connections, let okay. me tell you. But uh, these sort of things, I mean, it cost me 300, probably 300 euro back then. That's nothing How, I mean, now. Oh, this would have been actually when the euro, I think, even before actually, it might have even been when it was uh, lira. Lira. I think about it was. About a billion lira, whatever. Whatever. Oh, it was only, it was <laughs> dollar for dollar. But, here? You know? Yeah, What's it's got a poster there? behind it. Yep. It comes with a poster. 
Um, but wow. uh, it's 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 you know, it's that's just iconic a with the Scudetto yeah. and the Coppa Absolutely. Italia on the Absolutely. jersey. Absolutely. And then of course memories. there's this one of Maradona. Just so you guys know, Tass has over 400 jerseys in your collection. Yep. Is that right? Now this one's here. Up. This is like a limited edition. Okay. Uh, of Maradona. Right. And what it what it is, I'll quickly show you. Yeah, go on. So this what is this is a sign. Signed. Yeah, absolutely, by Maradona no, himself. My goodness. So you can have a look at that. I'm trying not to touch it too much. No, no, it's all right. No worries. You can touch it. Look at that. One Signed thing by I the man Diego. Yep. Incredible. The main man. Wow. And that's his oh. special edition. That's all right. It's his special edition. <laughs> I you feel know? bad so for touching I, I collect, it. Brilliant. I collect everything. I yeah. mean, Maradona, I probably have over 30 shirts. Right. Of Maradona. Wow. Alone. The kids are so um, cool as well, aren't they? Yeah. They don't make jerseys wow. like they do. No. You know? Yeah, it's true. That's why classic kits have become such a thing. Absolutely. Nowadays, Absolutely. everyone's... Collect- you saw Kim Kardashian was wearing one. You know that? Kim Kardashian no, was wearing a nah, Roma no, 1998. And she went viral for it because it was That's so cool. random to see. And then I got this because I'm a big Man United supporter. Now, this is a... Well, it's a, it's a replica. Of the Champions League final. Of Champions League final. Signed by the whole team. Or not all the team, but most of it. Of, wow. of that day? Yeah. Solskjaer the 99. Stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. The triple, the triple team. Yeah. The, you, you, as in you, you bought this signed or you met them? No, no, no. I met them okay. when they were here in Sydney. Wow. So I got them all signed. Look at that. What a day that was. The baby-faced assassin. Man United. Bayern Absolutely. Munich. They looked Shawshank. down and out. Um, 26th of May. Bad in weekend, Barcelona. by the way. 7-0. It's Liverpool. We oh, talk, yeah. We won't talk yeah. about that. No, let's, let's not bring that up. Let's talk about the glory days, eh? That's why you Don't bring that up. We look at the past, eh? You've got... Absolutely. I've seen the articles on you, Tass. Over 400 items. I know you keep them in a very special place somewhere. Treasure chest, underground, Jack Sparrow I do. style. I do. What is, is the so greatest cool. jersey you own? If, you, greatest... if someone... I'm sure you've been asked that before. Okay. Yeah, I have. I'd say I'd say Pele, Maradona would probably be the greatest. A Pele shirt. I've also got Franz Beckenbauer. Okay. Mm. Now I have a 1974 right. long sleeve. Yeah. Very rare to get long sleeve. Okay. So I've got a 90. Actually, I should have bought a German. 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 West German. Right. West German. Of That's. West I mean, that makes it even more interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I and I met him. Uh, he was only here for 24 hours. Okay. Uh, and this was back in 2005 when they were promoting the 2006 World Cup That's in right. Germany. He was the organizer. That's correct. Oh. And he flew in, 24 hours. Wow. And within 24 hours, I... Of course, him. you got him. I got him in. You got, I got him. him. I got him. <laughs> if I ever need to find a guy, this is who I'm calling. Yep. Because what we need to remember too... Can, you, is can that you get me a meeting with Dua Lipa or something? With who? Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa? You know Dua Lipa. She performed at the Champions League. You know I'm oh, trying to okay. find a football you know connection for you there, okay. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a, a meeting, you know what I mean? Meet Kendall Greek. Jenner? No. Look, <laughs> let, let put it this way. When it comes to football, when it comes to football... Yes. I mean, people... Like my daughter says, oh, Dad... I want to meet some singers, you know, and uh, and pop stars. Uh, not That's interested. not my fault. Not, in, not, not my fault. I'm not interested. Yeah. I really don't care. Yeah. How you know, did you do it before the internet? Like, did before you just the internet, have everyone's yeah. numbers? And I they just give had you a numbers, call? yeah. I mean, look, Johnny Warren, I also had a very good contact in SBS. Mm. So this guy was a, a cameraman. Right. And he'd ring me and say, Tass, come down to get so-and-so. get you a cheeky, like, production yep. assistant thing. Uh, for example, Pele, second time, was at the establishment. Tuesday night, Latin night. Anyone that lives in Sydney. Yep. Pele so at the stab. He was at the establishment. Wow. At the establishment but he was. Now you go to the establishment, all you get is... Was it, did you say a Tuesday night? Walla, baby, no, no, it wasn't a Tuesday night. That's Saturday Latin night. night. He's Walla, baby, what are you doing? A bunch of just finance, exactly. you know, button-up shirts. Back yeah, then, well, Pele right. used to go there. Wow. That's when it was good. Well, Pele came there and uh, <laughs> he went upstairs yeah. and Johnny Warren interviewed him. Mm. I actually sat and watched the whole interview. Right. Uh, that went live on the SBS afterwards. Brilliant. And, uh, you know, so it's, you know, Johnny Warren would ring me and say, look, Tass, you know, Pele's coming. Do you want to meet him? I said, yeah, I do. 
Okay. So I'd go home, get <laughs> mm. my gear, get whatever I need to get, go over and see him. Um, I've got a New York Cosmo. Oh, signed by awesome. Him, you know, so yeah. that, that's the other thing. Yeah. So when I, when I meet players, I know exactly their backgrounds. Yeah. So I know what clubs they played for. Mm. I don't just go and show up mm. with a Manchester United shirt if you didn't play for Manchester yeah, United. Yeah, right? you're ready. So you're ready. And that's what they, they appreciate. appreciate. Yeah, Correct. I think also because you weren't going in there as media, you were going in there as somebody as just wanting to meet them, that's and right. mm. and that's there's right. no camera in their face. It's just like I want to meet you, and that, absolutely, that's really and that's special. How it was, yeah. Wow, that's how it is. Cat yeah. mentioned the the time before internet, time before social media. These guys, you saw them for couple minutes maybe on tv yep. you yeah. read about them in the papers yes. that's about it yep. have we lost something in football because now we see these guys all the time you see what they're having that's for dinner right. and for lunch have we lost something about yeah. these superstars well if you remember world soccer yeah right yeah. was a program yeah yeah on saturday at 5 30 right yeah right 5 30 6 30 i can remember every kid yeah and i was a kid too then i can remember every kid running home yeah ready to watch so yeah. cool you know les murray johnny warren so that was probably the only thing we had yeah to you know, get in to touch with connected. the world, right. to feel connected to right. the footballers. Yeah. And it's, I suppose that was the way I started building up, yeah. you know, my knowledge about the footballers. So, yeah, back then it was obviously, it was players like Maradona, it was players like, you know, Francesco Totti, yeah. you know, all those sort of guys. But yeah. yeah, that's how it was. And now you're getting sex tapes and malakia like that. Oh, no good. No good. This is the problem with the, the modern day I don't, I, don't watch, I don't know what you watch, but this I don't know what you watch. I'm just saying, the football, yeah. I got eight. The world soccer show's changed a little bit. I need to be it across has. everything football, okay? And that means yeah. I need to know everything about everything these players, football. unfortunately. Correct. It takes Correct. me down yeah. dark holes Correct. in Reddit as well. Correct. You don't want to go there. Uh, Tass, no, amazing stories. And what's next for you? You've collected... Again, all these amazing pieces of memorabilia. You are considered one of the biggest football fans in Australia. I think I've good to see plenty of articles written about you and you've popped up on things like SBS and stuff before. Now you're here on the Born Offside podcast. You still probably got so much more that you want to give to football. How do you continue to give to football in the next few years? That's a good question. I mean, I look, for me, uh, you know, people say, when are you going to stop collecting? I don't know. Mm. I said, I don't know. Mm. I just collect. Mm. People say, when are you going to sell all your collection? Mm. I mean, I've... You want the plan with everything? Yeah. What are you going to do? I don't open know. A I have no idea. Well, I've been I've been approached right. to open a well, not open a museum, but put my memorabilia to the museum. I suppose I just don't want to let it go. Yeah, I'm not ready to let it go. Yet. Yeah, yeah. So you know, people say you should be showing this to the world, and I just don't want to. Okay, you know, I mean, you, I show a few things. but... You don't owe anyone anything. No, I don't. You, no, you've no, gone it's all me. All of this yeah. effort yeah. to yeah. collect, absolutely. Yeah. Do with I mean, it what you This is going, you know, since 12 years old. I mean, my first Italian. Well, it was an Italian jersey. Was when they won the World Cup in 1982. Right. I made a mission, and back then, you Rossi had to, or just just the, the Paolo Rossi? No, or no, the just the the just generic the one. Generic one. You know, and I made a mission, and back then you had the the World Soccer magazine. Mm. I used to collect that, and I've got hundreds of those That's magazines. So cool. And you know, there was a little coupon in the back. <laughs> And you had to fill it out. Right. Go to the post office. I know you guys don't, you know, these days, yeah, yeah. everything you buy online. Yeah. That's you why it's before even more QR codes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, before no QR that, codes in the magazine. Out of the, put your little coupon in. Change your money into what they used to call um, a money order. Right. So you, not like a check. Yeah. But it's yeah. not a check. It's a money order. And then send it through. It took three months right. before I got my jersey. Right. So, you know, these are the sort of things I did. That's incredible. You know? And then it started from there. You know, I started collecting players that I liked. Teams that I like, World Cup teams, you know, mm. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Do your kids realise how important this collection oh. is? Did you pass on this passion? Well, Alexander, my son, yeah. he's a Man United supporter. Okay, I'm lucky. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I suppose he hasn't got the passion that I have. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, the drive that I have 
And I look, it, it, it does. Um, there's been stages in my life where I've been upset mm. or I've been a little bit down. Mm. Football lifts me up again. Yeah. You know, even yesterday I go to I go there it, I get I feel good. Yeah. I'm somewhere where I wanna be. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's how you feel. Um, but the passion. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know, if you you gotta you gotta be passionate about what you do. Of course. And that's one thing I do. Love I'm that. always passionate. That's really love that. that's really inspiring, honestly. And I did say that there's a there's a younger audience that listens to this pod and I'm sure that they could take those words. If there's anything you take out of it, it's anything you do in life, be passionate about yep. it and you will Absolutely. succeed. How do you how do you go with a ball at your feet? Not too bad. <laughs> Wasn't that good? Right? No, so yeah. that's why that's why I chose to be a fan. Okay. Did you ever have a kickabout with these guys, Johnny Warren and that? Did they? I did. Yeah. I did. I mean, I had a kickabout with even uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. We yeah. went out at the MCG. There was nearly 19,000 people there, right. you know, just the watching in train session. Yeah. And they said, Tass, why don't you come out and have a kickabout? I said, with who? He said, with Cristiano Ronaldo. So there we are. That's kicking a big pressure moment I'd for buckle. you, Tass. So, yeah. I'd absolutely He, he, he was just My passing the ball. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I mean, he was just, you know. Um, and that's the thing. Um, you know, that... For me, it wasn't about being a footballer. Mm. I knew that I wasn't good enough to be a footballer. Yeah, yeah. So then I thought, well, what other avenue can I use to be the passion, to still have the passion, fan. to be yeah. you know, into the game and to be connected with the game? And yeah. I thought being a fan yeah. was probably the best thing I could do. Amazing. And a lot of people, and I don't say this in any way, but a lot of people do think I am the number one fan in Australia yeah. when I it comes to football. Doubt. I got no doubt. I actually, there's all the evidence today yeah. for me <laughs> proves that I have a lot to do in the fan space yes. to compete with yeah, that yeah. level of devotion yeah. you have you to convert. the game. I do. Yeah. I do. And I think it's beautiful that, you know, you are Greek heritage, but yes. you've, and you said it off air before, you know, that you're born in Australia and that you have a passion around the way Australians feel connected to the game. And I think that's a really beautiful thing mm. because we might all have different backgrounds, but at the end mm. of the day, you know, Claude and I are both born in Australia. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you have that connection yeah, right. regardless. Absolutely. We are all connected yeah. through football. We all have big dreams for football in Australia. And we people do. sometimes say things about um, how we are a first world country and we're so good at other sports and Olympics mm. and we compete in everything. We should be have the ambition to maybe win a World Cup one day. Why not? You know, Why not? To, We have a women's World Cup on home soil. It's going to be amazing and everyone's going to be talking football for a whole month and hopefully beyond. It's, it's great things. For you, Tass, when I say what's your ultimate dream for Australian football, it can be in 10 years, 20 years, whatever. What do you, when you go to sleep at night, man, you think about the, the, the best days still to come for Australian football, what do you see? What I think. Is, what I does think, it look like? Well, okay, what does it look like? I think we need to host it. Yeah. I believe, I mean, I mean, obviously we missed out on 2022, but mm -hmm. I believe we should host it. That's the first thing. Okay. Winning it, I don't think we can win. Ever? Not yet. Well, not ever. Okay. Not in my lifetime. Anyway. Like, okay. We're, we're generations okay. away from it. Yeah. And I think, and I think, and this is when Craig Foster, for mm. example, he mentioned this in the uh, last World Cup, not like the one 2022, 2018. The Russian one. Yeah. He said, it's great that now we can qualify for mm. the World Cup. So we, we now know how to qualify. We're yeah. getting there. Yeah. Problem is now is what do we do when we get to the World Cup? Mm. And obviously we're coming up against some big teams like Argentina, like mm. this and that. Mm. So we now need to go to the next level mm. of not just now qualifying. We know how to qualify. We now need to know how to compete. Mm. And what do we do when we get to a World Cup? And I think, look, Graham Arnold, I, I believe he's done a great job. Yeah, with, yeah. You know, with a team that he had, yeah. COVID, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, where do I see football in Australia? I believe one day, one day, we will become a big nation mm. uh, in football, but we do need sponsors. Yeah. We need money. We need all that. You know, you can't just, I suppose you can't have a sport and try and make it big if it's not right. got the backing.
Right, so right. That's how and it's played enough at grassroots level. So it I is. guess if kids don't have to pay three, four thousand dollars a year to play, Correct. at that point mm. you're getting more players, more passion, more balls getting kicked every day. Absolutely. At a domestic level, where do you see Australian football in an ideal world? We have A League clubs, we have Federation member clubs, we have only one professional league at the moment. But let's say in twenty, thirty years time, what do you see? Pack stadiums, how many leagues? What do you see? Olympic up against Western Sydney Wanderers? Is that what you see? Well, I've, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually see think that's going to come earlier than that. Mm. Okay. So I, I think it's going to come earlier. But again, it needs money backing. It okay. needs promotion. It needs all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like I said, I, I bring this back. Well, you know, a World Cup, mm. a Women's World Cup mm. is only months away. Mm. Yeah. And if you go out into the streets and ask them, do you know there's a Women's World there's Cup? There's people that I don't probably know. wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. that, that upsets me. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're happy to promote the, the Olympics, which is great, but mm. we're happy to promote the Cricket World Cup, mm. but yet, or the Rugby League or Rugby Union World Cup, but, you know, a World Cup. Yeah, it's massive. It's the biggest. It's the biggest thing. I think a lot of people like myself agree with you wholeheartedly that there's a lot of disappointment around the lack of hype, but I think that's you know, that's our responsibility, right? Like if if the mainstream broadcasters aren't going to do it, then born offside, and and everything else that we work on, that's where we hype. And that is the beauty of the modern day. We spoke about the the problems with social media and the fact that everything's so accessible. The beauty, however, is that anyone can pick up a phone. And be a media outlet. That's yeah. right. Right, and any Absolutely. fan can create their own page and hit thousands, millions of views, and talk football. And that's what's good about what we're all doing. Yeah. And you said what we are missing, we're missing money. Yeah. Money. And they they laughed at me. I had an idea. You heard OnlyFans? Have you heard of no, OnlyFans? No, haven't. You haven't no, heard of OnlyFans? No. Okay. okay, it's because your wife might be listening. That's why. I see <laughs> all right. I said to the guys, hey, if I've got to do Born Offside podcast on OnlyFans, completely nude, to raise money for the game, good I'll do you. it. Isn't that well right, Kat? Yeah. You know. <laughs> that's the episode where I'm sick. <laughs> But I'm happy to do it. We it, need money. Investment. Here's another thing, right? And I'm and I got to say, I'm a typical male. Women football for me yeah. before the the Olympics, the 2000 Olympics. Yeah, I thought, nah, nah, women can't play football. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, let me tell you. Yeah, I've changed my mind. Yeah, it's brilliant. And Completely. I'll tell you when it started. Mm. 2000, when the Olympics were on, mm. to in order to get men's games, mm-hmm. you had to get a women's game. Okay, yeah. a ladies game. Right? So they were like double headed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so I I I went out to mm. try and get the tickets, and what I got back. Like a you know uh, valid valid or whatever yeah it's kind of like the raffles yeah. with it that's yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you you see what you get yeah, anyway yeah, I yeah. ended up getting a men's game and a women's game yeah anyway I thought I'll take my dad didn't tell him anything because mm-hmm. I knew he didn't want to watch women's yeah football, yeah, right? yeah. So, typical male yeah, yeah anyway so I go there we're at the Sydney Football Stadium we're sitting there and the women's game's on first the ladies game. Anyway, about 10, 15 minutes in, my dad looks at me and says, "Geez, you know all these guys? Why do they all wear long hair now?" You know? <laughs> I said, "Dad." He's, I said That's a good sign though You're 15 minutes in And he, he was enjoying it he, Yeah he was loving just it Just didn't like long hair And I said dad They're women yeah. He said you're kidding me Yeah He said how are they Chesting the ball yeah. He says you know With their yeah. breast How are they doing yeah. I said dad That's women that are playing yeah. He said wow They're pretty good yeah. And I suppose from there Yeah I started thinking Women can play football And today look look at where they are Yeah it's amazing Unbelievable It's exponential Anyone who doesn't give The women's game a chance Hasn't sat through absolutely. A WSL game yeah, like Hasn't seen the action That comes oh, out of these games Fantastic yeah. I mean yeah. Sam Kerr How good is she Amazing She's amazing again This weekend It's absolutely. incredible And I like hearing those stories Because again We've grown up in a bit Of a different generation But even when I talk to my dad Yeah um, And he talks about that Because he was similar you know, I remember like women's football would be a little bit on ABC once upon a time, and he'd be like, oh, I'm not going to watch this, you know. Yeah. And then when it really, I mean, he, he got around to it come the, the, you know, the 2010s, but the 2019 World Cup, and it was on Optus, and it was so accessible, and there were three minute highlights, nine minute highlights. I'd come home, my dad's watching mini match 
of a game, Women's World Cup, See? and he's converted. It's and now point. he's so excited for the Women's Absolutely. World Cup. I love that. Absolutely. That's you awesome. Know, and that, that's, that's a generation much older. There's no excuse for the younger guys. No. A lot of the guys listening to this pod to be buzzing. Guys, girls, doesn't matter for this World Cup because it is a World Cup. Men's, women's, doesn't matter. It's a World Cup it's in Australia. It's a World Cup in Australia. in Australia. That's huge. We need to get it's excited. Huge. It's we huge. need to get excited. Amazing. I, I believe. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I know I can see producer Shab sweating behind the camera because I promised him half an hour we've gone over but it doesn't matter because it's been absolute pure gold. Task, mate, Thank I you. Cha- I could chat to you for days, mate. Thanks so absolutely. much for coming on the Born Offside. Thank you very much. much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And sharing much. a piece of this incredible collection, mate. Thank, Thank you. you. My pleasure. Kat, thank you as always. Thanks, of course. Thanks to everyone listening from home. If you haven't subscribed to the pod, make sure you do that now. Follow us on all socials so you don't miss any of the episodes and the awesome special guests like our man Tass. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.